I shan't be here long. There is too much work to do. Is this strictly a social call? Worthington canted his head slightly. Or is there something I can do for you? The tea arrived as Gideon decided how much to tell his friend about the problems he faced. If he wanted the best advice he could obtain, there was no point in hiding everything. Yet, he was reluctant to divulge too much information. Our conversation can go no further. If what I say to you gets out, it will make my predicament much worse. Worthington lost his smile. Naturally, you may depend on me. I'll be blunt. When it comes to available funds, I'm pretty well rolled up. My father ran through the accounts as if he didn't have a care in the world. Fortunately, my steward was able to husband the resources he had at hand so that we have seed for planting— but it was at the expense of maintenance and improvements over the course of three years. Never a good idea to let repairs go, Worthington commented without expression. Gideon nodded. I also need to change the way we've been doing things. My steward is a good man, but clings to the older ways. I've done some reading, but I've come for your advice as to which of the new methods are the best. He grinned. Other than that... I am curious to see how you are adjusting to married life. His friend's broad smile told him everything he wanted to know. If I had known how much fun it would be, I would have wed years ago. Worthington raised a sardonic brow, thinking of joining me. Gideon's thoughts went back to the lady on the horse he had seen earlier. Then he shook his head. I do wish to marry. It is my desire as well as my duty. Unfortunately... I am unable to offer for a lady until my finances are in better order. You could marry an heiress. Worthington tapped a pencil on his desk. That is a perfectly respectable method of recouping one's fortunes, particularly as you did not cause the problem in the first place. And shackle myself to a woman who cares only about being a duchess? Gideon grimaced. No, thank you. I want to be beforehand with the world when I take a wife and I shall economize as much as I am able to make that happen. Fortunately, I have another year or two before my sisters come out. He rubbed the back of his neck before looking Worthington in the eye. It might be stupid of me, but I don't like the idea of using my wife's money to repair my estates. What a lady brings to a marriage ought to be used for children and her well-being. This is my problem. I'll take care of it. He refused to leave his wife dependent on the income of certain properties that would most certainly leave her destitute if they were not well managed. Giving himself a shake, he took a sip of tea, not that he had to worry about marriage. He doubted if any lady would catch his interest, except perhaps a dark-haired one with a wonderful seat, a body to match, and eyes one could happily drown in. Yet the chances he would meet her were almost non-existent. Other than the ball this evening, he did not plan to attend any social events. The moment Louisa approached Worthington House, an eager footman opened the door, and the sound of hammering could be heard echoing from the upper levels of the house, where the schoolroom floor was being renovated. The servant bowed. His lordship is in his study, my lady which was almost the only reason she could have for being in her own family's house. Thank you. On the other hand, she felt more at home in Stanwood House. After all, she had lived there longer. 
When Mama had brought Louisa and her sisters to town, they had been in Worthington House for only a few weeks before Matt and Grace married and the family moved to the Carpenter's Town home. It was nothing short of a miracle that they all got on so well. Louisa already loved Charlotte and her brothers and sisters like her own. The carpet runners had been removed during the renovations, and her boots made a hollow clicking sound on the hardwood floor of the corridor. She reached the door and knocked before opening it. Matt? A tall gentleman, with dark blonde hair and the loveliest grey eyes she had ever seen, stood and stared at her. She fought to keep her mouth from falling open. It is him! The same man she had seen not more than an hour earlier. A smile tugged at his well-moulded lips, and she answered with a smile of her own. Louisa, her brother said as she dragged her gaze away from the other gentleman, I would like...